from heaven. Would you say that with me? Help. Anybody need some help? I've been, I've been soaking this up because there's been some areas in my life where I've been saying, Lord, I need help. And through the message, he's been saying, I, I already gave you the help. His name is the Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you, if you're just catching up with us or you're a new to IFC, you can go to our website for those watching online. All of you can, all the information's there on the website at intlfamilychurch.com. But let me catch you up real quick. Number one, in week one, we talked about the Holy Spirit being our helper. If I say helper, listen, he, he's more than just a helper. I like how the Bible translates this. He's our comforter. Anybody have a comforter on your bed? And you wrap up in that comforter, you don't want to get out of bed. That's how the Holy Spirit's been to me in some crazy seasons where I just wrapped myself up in him and said, hey, I need you in this moment to comfort me. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's praying for you right now. He's our counselor. He gives me wisdom that I don't have. Some of us, we go to regular counseling, and I'm all for it. I'm getting counseling. But I want some Holy Ghost counsel, wisdom beyond humanity and our mentality, amen? He's our strengthener, and he's our standby. Then we continue to week two. Pastor Tom brought an amazing word about the Holy Spirit. He's our voice. He's the guide inside. I like my phone because it's got GPS on it. I can just punch in an address and say, take me to Jason Ferreira's house. And all of a sudden, I, it just beep, beep, beep. It takes me right there. It talks to me all the way. And then it says, you've arrived. Man, thank God for natural GPS. But what about Holy Ghost GPS? Who knows how to take you from where you are to where he knows you need to be? He's inside of us, turn-by-turn turn instructions. And the pastor brought a message about making room for the Holy Spirit, encouraging us. It's a partnership. You make room, and he'll show up. When we had our babies, we had to make room in the house. We had to clear some of my hoarder stuff. I think Pastor Mo was prophesying to me. There's somebody laughing over here. Everybody knows I love stuff. I'm a collector of antiques. But you know what? When the babies came, my wife said, some of that junk I have to go. And I'm like, what? So I hid it in the basement. She just doesn't know it's not gone. <laughs> Moved it downstairs. But listen, when, when the Holy Ghost comes, we got to make room for him. He won't push him way in. He's not going to shuffle around your junk. He said, make some room for me and let me come fill your life. And then last week, I, I talked about the Holy Spirit being the extra on our ordinary. And we talked about him wanting to put gifts and talents and deposits and anointings inside of our bucket of life so that he could use us to paint the world around us with God's goodness and grace. That every day that we would recognize we have what it takes to be ministers of the gospel in our workplace, in our neighborhoods. You're a minister to your neighborhood tonight. Tonight, Halloween night, you're a minister to your neighborhood. I want to encourage you, don't turn the lights off. Turn the lights on. Go to Walmart, get you some candy. Oh, it's quiet now. We're talking about Halloween. We're talking about being a light, man. They're going to come to your door and knock and say, hey, what y'all got in there? My kids are hungry. And I'm going to say, hey, we're the Roberts tribe. I don't know if y'all met us. We're pastors over at IFC, man. We got an amazing kids program. Y'all should come with us. Listen, this is that moment where you tap into the bucket and say, Lord, what's in here? Because they're coming tonight. Give me the words even as I'm handing out the candy. And all the religious people said, amen. But today I want to talk to you about stirring the gift. I want to talk to you about stirring up the gift. You start talking about Halloween, people start freaking out. It's just candy. Listen, I want to talk about stirring the gift. Would you say that with me? Stir it up. 
Say it like Bob Marley. Steer it up. Bob Marley, steer it up. He talked about stirring it up. We used to work, me and my wife worked at a printing company. And in, in our executive offices, there was a printer there. And, and the staff had named it Bob Marley because it'd always be jamming. <laughs> it's all right to have fun and, and be funny in church, guys. I want to talk about stirring up the gift. How do we stir it up? We do it through the ability of praying in the Holy Spirit. And I want to start right here by saying to you, it is scriptural to pray in the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of groups of people that say, oh, that was done with the early church. No, 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 it's still alive and active. The same gift that they got on the day of Pentecost is still a gift to us. It's still a free gift to empower us to connect us with God our Father. And let's look at this. Y'all are way, way more alive than the first service. I'm excited to preach today. Let's do this, okay? 1 Corinthians 14 Out of the Amplified Classic, it says, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue, speaks not to men, but to God. Everybody say, to God. To my Father. For no one understands or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to our understanding. I have the ability to pray in the natural, and I have the ability to pray in the Spirit. When I pray in the natural, I know what I'm praying about. When I pray in the Spirit, only He knows what I'm talking about. A few minutes ago, we prayed for Pastor out of our understanding. How? I know he's in Switzerland. I was here when he left to go to the airport, and I said, love you, have a great trip, see you in nine days. I knew naturally he was going to be gone. So I could pray naturally. I knew that the missionaries were going to gather naturally, so we could pray naturally, right? But he's talking about when you pray in the Spirit, you're not praying and asking something from God. You're actually praying to God. When you pray in the Spirit, it's not a two-way street, by the way. It's you, your spirit, harnessed and connected with the Spirit of God, the creator of the universe. Are you guys awake today? It's, it's us to God. Listen, it's in the Spirit. He utters secret truths and hidden things. I like the way the Weymouth translation says this. When you pray in the Spirit, you speak divine secrets. I have, I have a little three-year-old daughter. Man, she is, she is so funny right now. I mean, I, she's cracking me up every day. And, and lately, she, she's daddy's girl right now. I say, you mama's girl or daddy's girl? And she said, I'm daddy's girl. And I said, I knew it. I knew it. And I bribe her with treats just so you know. So she says that. Don't tell my wife. And, 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 and recently she said, you know, she said, on, we on the couch and she said, Daddy, I'm like, oh, I'll tell you a secret. Oh my, oh my gosh, like melt my heart. Let's, let's hear it. She said, <laughs> and then she giggles and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And she gets so happy, right? And then she said, oh, I got a little bit more. She said, <laughs> and then she look at me and I say, oh, I love you so much. She said, I love you too, Daddy. You know what? I don't know what she's saying. But I can tell you this, it went from her heart to my heart. I don't know the words, I don't know what she was trying to say, but she was trying to tell me something. That's the same way when our spirit hooks with God's spirit. We don't understand what we're saying, but upstairs he said, oh man, I love you so much. You're praying out the perfect will of God for your life. We're uttering secret, divine secrets. Verse 14 says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. 
He says, my spirit prays. When you pray in tongues, it is your spirit man praying. Listen to this. The Amplified reads, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. My spirit by the Holy Spirit, I'm praying to God. First, you have to understand you're a three-part being. Because some people say, I don't, I don't get it. You're a three-part being. You're, you're a spirit recreated in Christ. We talked about that last, last week. When you, when you go from the rusty bucket to the brand new bucket, you're new in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. You're a new creation. Your spirit wasn't changed. It was actually renewed, made brand new. You're a spirit first. You have a soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect. Thank God for all that. And we live in a physical body. When we pray, I'm not praying with my body and I'm not praying with my understanding or my mind or my will or my emotions or my intellect. I'm praying from my spirit hooked up with the Holy Spirit to connect with God the Spirit. Listen, this is an amazing gift that you can't do up here and you can't do it with this. When we pray in the Spirit, it's by his spirit to his spirit. My understanding is unfruitful. You're not going to understand what you're saying. When we're praying in, in, in this holy tongue that God's given us this special language, we shouldn't expect to understand what we say. And I've had people say, well, I don't know what I'm saying. So if I don't know what I'm saying, I don't really want to pray it. Let me tell you something. You don't need to be afraid of the Holy Ghost and what he wants to draw out of you in a time of prayer. He's trying to get something not from you, but actually something to you. Listen to this. We'll continue in the scripture. In verse 18, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, in a gathering like this, I would rather you speak five understandable words to others than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. What is he saying here? He's saying, hey, this is just between you and God. There's a time for prophecy in the church and somebody will get up and interpret that for us as a body, but this is personal for you. This is just you and God. This is something that, that nobody else can touch, nobody else can invade, and it happens only between you, your spirit, and the Holy Spirit connected to God the Father. Say, it's personal. It's personal. You know, for, for, for me, I, I, my time, my, my greatest times in prayer are usually when I'm by myself. Sometimes it's intimidating to pray around somebody else, right? I, I'm intimidated to pray by people, especially when I'm in a group of people that really, I think they know how to pray, and I'm thinking, are they listening to me? I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying here. Man, they're over there doing this, and I'm just over here like, what do I say right now? I get intimidated. But you know what? When I pray in the Holy Spirit, there's no intimidation. There's no intimidation because you don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, Lord, this is just me and you right now. This is just our time together. He said, well, I don't like praying in tongues around other people. I don't typically like praying in tongues around other people either. My greatest prayer time is in my car when I'm by myself and in the shower. My wife's like, that was a long shower. She thinks I'm just hiding from the kids, and, and I am. <laughs> but I'm going to take advantage of that hiding time as well, right? You know? All the dads said, Amen. why y'all in there in the toilet scrolling? You're just in there scrolling. I was praying the Holy Ghost. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> Number two, you have to understand that the Holy Spirit is a benefit to the believer. Y'all are laughing because that's so true. Guys go in the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. 30 minutes later, are you still alive in there? They're watching Instagram reels. They're buying stuff on. 
Y'all are laughing, but it's true. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a benefit and has benefits to believers. Now, I don't know what kind of job you got to where you work, but sometimes a job comes with benefits. Like, hey, we're going to pay you the salary, but we're also going to help you with some medical insurance. That's called a, that's a benefit. Hey, hey, you're going to take this job, we'll pay you this hourly wage, but with this, you get a couple weeks vacation. Pay, that's, that's a, listen, this is a benefit of being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's multiple benefits. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 14.4 says, A person who speaks in tongues strengthens themselves personally. The one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. The Amplified Classic says, He who speaks in a strange language, his tongue edifies and improves himself. The Passion Translation says, the one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress. I want to take just a couple minutes to stay right here because you need to understand there's some benefits that come from praying in tongues. The first one is this. It strengthens you personally. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's he's talking about me. This is personal. A lot of people like going to the gym. I'm just not one of them. But I see people posting, you know, they're at the gym. They want you to know they're at the gym because every morning at 6 a.m., they're checking in at Planet Fitness and they're showing you what they're doing. They're, they're flexing on Instagram to say, look at what I got going on. But really what I don't like is they're telling me what I don't have going on. Y'all need to just keep that to yourself. That's between you and the Holy Ghost. That's personal. Personal gains. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. I, I have the ability to, to, to grow and strengthen myself. Personally, you know, you can't go to the gym for somebody else. Some of our wives would like us to go on the gym on their behalf. Like, I'm in here because of my wife. Oh, I'm doing this for my sister. You can't go to the gym and strengthen somebody else by your effort. Why? Because it's personal. You getting up early, you committed, you going in there and putting in the work. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. This is our opportunity to to grow personally and strengthen ourselves. Oh, I want to be strong in the Lord. Let me ask, are you praying in the Spirit? I want to be strong and do exploits, as the Bible says. Are you praying in the Spirit? The second benefit is it edifies and improves us. A lot of talk right now on social media about self-improvement. Self-improvement. Listen, this word edify, it means instructive or informative in a way that it improves, everybody say improves, the mind or character, it simply means to be uplifted. A better translation for that word edify is the word charge. Everybody say charge. As used in the connection with a battery. Mo, Pastor Mo and me, we like motorcycles and, and, and we've been riding a lot of motorcycles together the last couple of years and he called me a few weeks ago. I said, man, I, the kids are gonna go down early. You wanna ride the bikes tonight? And I was like, heck yeah, I want to ride the bike. What time? He said, I think I can have the you know, kids in bed by this time. And I said, I'll see you at this time. So he came to my house. And you know when Pastor Mo shows up because his bike is loud. I mean, he's romping on the engine, wah, 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 wah. And he's got speakers and there's music coming out. And he's rocking up in the driveway and he's jamming out, you know. And I could hear him coming. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I like riding with Pastor Mo. And I, I opened the garage. Now, now, my bike, it's under a cover. It ain't clean. It's filthy, actually. And I ain't been riding it that much. And, and I, I told Moses, hey, give me just a second, you know, let me, let me pull the car out, let me get my motorcycle out. And I got on the bike and I, I went to turn it on and it went. <laughs> I'm thinking, that ain't good. 
And I, I said, hold on a second, maybe you just need to put the choke on. I pulled the gas to throttle. It's a carburetor thing. So I put some gas through the carburetor and pulled the choke out. And, and I, he came fired up. In two seconds, he went from, this is going to be awesome, to, what the heck? And I, I, I said, oh, just give me a minute. Let me check. Maybe the battery connection's off or whatever. And Sure enough, man, I, we took the battery off, we took the cables off and stuff, and it, it just wouldn't go. And I said, man, I'm so sorry. Just, just go without me. I'm sorry I ruined I saw you drove all the way down from New Hampshire, man. Just, just go without me. And he was gracious. He said, well, what, let me ask you a question. I, I gave you a trickle charger last year. To, did, you, did you have the trickle charger hooked up? I said, you did what? He said, you remember this happened before, right? And he reminded me of the last time he drove to my house and my bike wasn't started. He said, remember, I gave you a gift. I gave you a trickle charger. Like you just clip it on the battery and it'll constantly feed the battery. So when we're ready to go ride and I call and say, I only got two hours, we can go. And I said, ah, what? And he went over behind the bike. He said, it's right here, man. It's actually plugged into the wall, but you've got to actually hook it up to your bike, Pastor Josh. The Holy Spirit, when we're connected to him, it's a constant trickle charge. Like it's a constant download of energy, of power. It stirs you, it fills you, it's consistently charging you, even in the littlest bits, so that when God calls you and says, let's go for a ride, let's go do something fun, let's go make a difference in the world, guess what? We already charged up. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's our charger. Let me ask you, are you hooked up to the trickle charger today? Are you hooked up to when God says, hey, let's go for a ride. Let's go minister to somebody. Let's make an impact today. You can say, I'm fully charged. Let's go. There's a benefit. It's edification. It's building us up and charging us up. There's a lot of talk about self-care right now on the internet. If you're on social media, everybody's got their own self-care tips, and I love self-care. We need it. We got to have it in the season. There's a lot going on up here, and there's a lot going on around us, right? But let me give you the greatest self-care tip you could ever get as a believer. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. I'm all about counseling. I'm getting some. I'm all about taking medication. If we need that, I'm going to take it. I'm going to tell you this. The greatest self-care tip that we have as a believer is staying connected to the power to build ourselves up and pray ourselves up. I'm going to say this to you. You can pray yourself out of anxiety. I said, you can pray yourself out of a panic attack. You can pray yourself out of depression because you're connecting your spirit. It bypasses your mind. It charges you up. Amen. Praying in tongues has another benefit. Number three, it advances our spiritual progress. Every one of us want to go somewhere with our life. There's probably nobody in the room or online that says, hey, I'm good with where I'm at. I just want to stay right here. There's something in us. The Spirit of God is drawing us onward and upward to more because we recognize that we're His ambassadors here on this earth. It's every day. There's not a day that goes by as a believer where we say, I'm just good. I've, I've, I've ministered to all the people I want to. I just want to do my thing. No, there's something that is calling us forward. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, it's, it's almost like we're laying out railroad tracks ahead of time so that your cart of life can move down that track. A couple years ago, I was in uh, a different part of Easton, Massachusetts, and I stumbled upon the Ames Castle. 
Anybody ever been to the Ames Castle? It's gorgeous. It's this monstrous castle. And I went over to read about the Ames family. And man, this, I mean, this has got some, they got some money. I want to know how they got it. This is important. When somebody got something you want, you need to figure out how they got it. So I was like, what's, what's, what what they do? I mean, how'd they become these billionaires? And it says that at the turn of the century when the gold rush was happening on the West Coast, and, and we needed to get out to the West Coast, they were in charge and they invented the shovel. Holy Ghost idea, in my opinion. We got to get some track laid out there. We're going to need some shovels and some pickaxes. They patented the first shovel and the first pickaxe. You go to Home Depot or Lowe's right now, go tomorrow when you go and look at all the stuff. Go to the shovels in there. They're all aimed shovels. Well, well, they made billions of dollars in a crazy time where there was no money because they had the ability to make a tool that helped lay some track so we could go from the East Coast to the West Coast. The Holy Spirit is your pickaxe. He's your shovel. He's the one that gives you the ability to plow up some ground for your future and to lay down some tracks so you can get from point A to point B. Every time I pray in the Holy Ghost, I know I'm making spiritual advancement. Well, 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 where are you going? I don't know, wherever he wants to go. I'm just doing my job. I'm going to pray in the Spirit and lay some more track this morning. And before service, I'm going to pray and lay some track so that we could go somewhere today as a congregation. And when we all come together, prayed up and fired up, laying track, guess what? The Holy Ghost can take us as a group any direction he wants to. Amen. It's for our spiritual progress. Listen to this last benefit. It's, 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 it's kind of been overlooked a little bit. It's, it's in Ephesians chapter 6, and it's listed with the armor of God. I, I love this. Ephesians chapter 6, therefore put on the full armor. Everybody say full armor full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, I think that's today, maybe yesterday and maybe next week, it's the evil day you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the peace of God. In the addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. We love that one. We love talking about the shield of faith. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet. Put that sucker on. That's the, that's the, it's the salvation. And then grab your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Oh, but verse 18, where we, we usually stop right there. Verse 18 says, and then pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and all of kinds of requests. Listen, when we teach our kids about the armor of God, don't stop when you get to the word. Talk to them about the power in their mouth. Talk to them about hooking up their spirit so they have supernatural ability to go and do some warfare beyond. Listen, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We know that scripture. How do we do the warfare? Through the spirit. We put on the armor and then we go to battle. Stand firm, he says. Buckle your waist with truth. Take the breastplate. Cover your feet with peace. Get your shield out. Put your helmet on. Get your sword. And then pray in tongues. I'm fighting a battle. Let me ask you. Did you put your helmet on? You got your sword ready? Or you got the peace of God ruling and reigning everywhere you step? And let me ask you this. How much have you been praying in the spirit? Oh, this is one that we've got to get back a hold of as a, as a group of people. That we're strong in faith, we're strong in the Word, but we're only strong in the Spirit. It's the Word and the Spirit working together, you know that. 
It's you taking the sword of the Spirit and hooking yourself up to the Spirit. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself doing battle you didn't think you could do. You'll find yourself taking authority over situations that seem way beyond your intellect. Pastor, I'm facing something crazy right now. Suit up and pray in the Spirit. Yeah, but I'm fearful, so am I. Stand firm. Stand firm. Suit up and pray in the Spirit. Jude chapter 20, out of the NIV, he says this, Dear friends, build yourself up in the most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people confuse this right here is they think that by praying in the Spirit gives them faith. And I've had people over the years say, Pastor, pray for me. I just need more faith. And the truth is you can't pray and ask for more faith. It's not scriptural. The Bible says when you gave your heart to the Lord, he took everything out, put a new bucket in, and he put faith inside of here. When you look at the ingredients that come with your salvation, it says we've given you a mustard seed. There's some seeds in here of faith. But when you pray in the Holy Spirit, guess what? You're activating those seeds of faith and they begin to grow and they begin to swell and they begin to take up room in your life. Where fear used to be, faith now grows. You can't pray for faith. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. Faith then comes by hearing and hearing by the... Oh, how does faith come? It comes by hearing the word of God. So how does faith grow? Oh, it grows by praying in the Holy Spirit. It gives us a firmness in our faith. You say, Pastor, I I, I got a little bit of faith for this situation in my life, but, but I need more faith. Listen, you got all the faith you need. Now you need to hook up with his faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. When, when, when you hook up with him and the Holy Spirit, you take on the faith of God. The Bible tells us that Jesus said, have faith in God or have the God kind of, have God's kind of faith. How do we get there? Praying from our spirit in tongues connected with him and our faith is increasing. As we close today, you need to understand finally that faith, speaking in tongues is a choice. It's a choice. I shared a little bit about this and Pastor and Pastor Tom shared about this over the last few weeks. The Holy Spirit is a Oh, he's a gentleman. He opens the car door for those ladies. I've been teaching my son, you open the door for everybody. So the other night with the Chick-fil-A and there was an an, an elderly lady walking out. I said, son, you hold the door for her too. He said, we don't know her. I said, son, you open the door and you stand firm right there and you hold that door. He took it as an affirmative. Yes, sir, let's do this. And five minutes later, I'm trying to get everybody in the car. I look around. He's still standing at the door just welcoming everybody. I'm like, you'd be getting paid for this now, a Chick-fil-A badge or something. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to come kick your door in and drop this on you. He's not going to force his way into your life and cause your tongue to blabber. He has to be invited in. The Holy Spirit is, is a gift that's given to us that we get to receive and then we get to choose whether we use it or not. I was thinking about this. You ever got one of those recycled gifts? Go back to your wedding day for those that are married. You got at least one. One gift. It was like, this just weird. You're home from your honeymoon. There's a pile of gifts. I mean, they got some awesome stuff. Then you open this one and the wrapping paper just looks faded. It actually doesn't even fit the date and time that we live in. And you open it up and it's like, voila, fondue set. 
You're like, dude, it's 2021. That, who's eating fondue right now? I mean, that gift has been recycled from 1978. By the way, I do like fondue. I mean, that's fun dipping that stuff in there. But this is, this is how a lot of people need to understand this. It's a gift that you have to receive, and then you've got to unpack it, and then you have to use it. It's not going to force itself on you. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15 says, For I, if I pray, for if I pray, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind, unfruitful. So verse 15, so what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit. I'll sing with my understanding. Paul's saying, if I pray, If you decide to pray, pray in the Spirit. It's your choice. So he answers himself. What's the conclusion? I will. I will. Every day we get up, we have the choice. Will I or won't I? The gift has been made available. If I, then these things happen. If I, benefits come into place. The question is, will I? The question is, will I? He says, if I pray in a tongue, I, I'm actually going to choose it. I will. Verse four, chapter 14, verse 5, he said, I wish everybody would speak in tongues. This is the Apostle Paul, not Pastor Josh. I didn't write this, but I, I carry his sentiment. I wish everybody prayed in tongues. Because it's a free gift to be received by any new creature in Christ. It's the, it's the power behind your assignment. When you receive the assignment of being new in Christ and you're going to paint the world with the gifts and talents he's given you, it's now a will you, will you receive it, will you open up the bucket and allow him to pour you out. Every day we choose our priorities. I choose every day, multiple times a day to, to pray in the Holy Ghost and to keep myself stirred up. Last week, if you weren't here, I talked about this bucket of pain. It's, it's fresh. It's new. It's actually a brand new bucket. And this represents our, our life with Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The old bucket's gone. You get a brand new one. All that junk that was in your old bucket has been poured out and thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. And guess what? We filled your life with all things godliness. And when you invite the Holy Spirit, he, he incubates some things in you. He pops some color in your life. I shared about going to Home Depot and that guy puts this in the Holy Ghost roller coaster and it spins it around. And then he pops the top and says, voila, ready for use. But there's now a component that is on us because we've been imparted with the Holy Ghost. But I got to remind you that you've got to take the stick of faith every day and you got to pop the lid off your life and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. I'm going to pray in the Spirit today and I'm going to stir those gifts up. I'm going to stir those talents up so that I'm ready for the Master's use. Hey, on my way to work, I'm going to pray and say, hey, Lord, hold on a second. Pop that off. I'll just take some time to stir myself up because I know it's going to be crazy at work today and you may want to use me. You may want to use me, so I'm stirring myself up, praying myself up, and I ask you, pour me out on anybody and everybody that I come in contact with. The Holy Spirit is not a one-time situation. I choose, I will get up in the morning, and I'm going to stir my bucket before I have my coffee. Pastor Josh, I need to have my coffee. I don't feel like I'm saved in the morning. None of us feel saved in the morning, especially if you got three kids. So what do I do before I get my coffee from a natural mind to be stirred up? 
I said, Holy Spirit, I, I take just a couple minutes. I'm going to stir you up on my way down to the kitchen to get the coffee. And while I'm having my coffee, I'm going to stir it up a little bit more, being ready to go. See, we've been taught that it's a one-time thing. You're filled. You're filled. Good for you. What about stirring it up? I got paint buckets in my house that look like this that are in my garage that were there before I got to my house. I don't know about your house. Mine came with free paint. And then in my basement, there was all kinds of cans down there. But, but, but you know what? I mean, they're not ready for use. In fact, I went to use some paint because we needed to touch up a door. And, and I, I didn't have that paint. It was painted before I got there. I popped that thing off of there and I stuck the brush in it. I started painting. I'm thought, I think I got the wrong bucket. This looks horrible. And my wife said, did you, did you steer it up? Sometimes she sings like Bob Marley. It's awesome. She said, did you steer it up? And I said, no, I didn't steer it up. And I put the lid back on it. And you know what? It had been sitting so long that this stick didn't actually do any work. My faith wasn't strong enough in that moment to stir it up. And I had to pick it up. And I won't do it today because I won't sling paint all over the stage again. But I began to shake that sucker up and I spun it around. You know, there's times in our life where, where we just got to shake ourselves a little bit. What about the old days when the Holy Spirit was stirring us and we used to dance in the Holy Ghost? That's what kind of church we got here. When we get excited, I watch these folks over here during worship, man, they're jumping. They're saying, we're going to dance. We're going to dance. We're dancing. What are you doing? I'm just stirring it up, letting him know. Nothing stale in my bucket. Nothing stale in my bucket. Remember the days when people used to run around the church? We had a lady, she'd run all the time, scream at the top of her lungs. I thought, oh, she's, she's making a fool of herself. She didn't care. What was she doing? She was saying to this natural body and to this natural mind, I care about you. I'm going to overcome you from the spirit inside. I'm going to stir myself up. I'm going to shake. I'm going to dance. I'm going to shout. For some of us, we got to get back to the place where I don't care about your bucket. I want to be poured out and used for the master's purpose. Stand to your feet with me today. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the gift inside of us. We throw our hands up and say, remind us of this gift. Don't let us put this on a shelf. We, we give you permission to remind us and harass us until we use our faith to stir the gift of God inside of us. As Paul told Timothy, I say this to you as one of your pastors. Stir up the gift of God on the inside of you that you receive through the laying on of hands. We're a body of believers where we're ready to be used and poured out. Paint this world with the goodness and the grace of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, I pray that you stir us today in our minds and our hearts. Remind us of this power, this charging ability that you've given us. Your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you just look at me? Were you blessed today? Oh man, I pray you catch this.